0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 24th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today, on June 24, 1948, communist forces cut off all land and water routes between between West Germany and West Berlin. America responded with the Berlin Airlift. Today, in 1807, a grand jury in Richmond, Virginia, indicted former Vice President Aaron Burr on charges of treason and high misdemeanor. He was later acquitted. Today, in 1947, what's regarded as the first modern UFO sighting took place, a private pilot Kenneth Arnold it was a uh, Idaho businessman. He reported seeing nine silvery objects flying in a weaving formation near Mount Rainier in Washington. Today, in 1964, AT&T inaugurated a commercial picture phone. They had service between New York, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. The service never caught on. In fact, businessmen in 1964 were saying, there's no need for a telephone with a picture on it. Now their kids and grandkids are sending selfies all over the world with their little phones with a picture on it. Today, in 1992, the Supreme Court, in a 5-4 to four decision, strengthened its 30-year ban on officially sponsored worship in public schools, prohibiting prayer as a part of graduation ceremonies. Today, in 2018, women in Saudi Arabia were able to drive for the first time legally. That was the world's last remaining ban on female drivers. It was lifted. Ten years ago today, New York State legalized same-sex marriage. God has not legalized it, nor will he. Five years ago today, President Barack Obama created the first national monument to gay rights designating the site of the 1969 Stonewall riots in Manhattan. It's a national treasure, he called it. Interestingly enough is a transgender Olympian who wants to burn the U.S. flag on the podium at the Olympics, Summer Olympics. Transgender American Olympian Chelsea Wolfe. It's not a she, he's a boy, a very confused boy who needs help. Anyway, he's a part of the girls' team, Olympic team. He's an alternate on this year's women's um, Olympic BMX team. Representing America, Wolf has written that he wants to burn the U.S. flag on the Olympic podium. I would say this makes reason number two why he shouldn't be on America's women's team of anything. That's going to blow up in the faces of these liberals in a way that they're not anticipating. There is a growing um, resistance, a growing outrage, and righteously so, against all of this kind of nonsense in America. This is beyond reason. It is beyond common sense. And parents across the country are getting sick and tired of a couple of things, and that's one of them. This whole nonsense of transgender, that is pathetic. It's pathetic. And parents are, secondly, getting sick and tired of this critical race theory that's being pushed down the throats of their kids starting in kindergarten. They're sick and tired of it. Biden's Education Department released a Dear Educator letter yesterday warning teachers against transgenderism discrimination. Just a week after the U.S. Department of Education concluded that the protections of Title IX extend to LGBTQ students, the Biden administration sent out a letter to schools all across the nation informing them of the policy change and providing examples of actions that now constitute as discrimination. I'm not going to get into the letter because I want to talk about something else today. But the letter says in part: in there, it says the Supreme Court uh, has uh, uh, is supporting the firing of gay transgender employees that it violates federal law. And the letter also uh, says that schools must allow trans identifying males to compete in girls' sports. Biden won't let this go. He won't give up. For the, I mean, these people need help. They need love from parents and concerned citizens. They do not need to be running the education department of America, of the government, and they don't need to be competing on girls' teams. These guys simply need help. They need counseling, they need prayer, and somebody needs to lead them to the Lord who can deliver them from this. I mean, that, it, it's just out of hand. And the percentage of people who are gay or transgender or whatever in this country is minuscule, and yet they have this nation by the throat because of the progressive, so-called progressive left that's in power, political power right now. Isaiah 59:19 is a verse that I have often quoted to myself and others. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. That's the word of the Lord for today. Those are not my words. Those are his words, but they're our words because he's given them to us. I will tell you the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the devil and against divisiveness that he puts out daily. That's what he does. I believe that part of this reaction on the part of parents and others across the country to some of these bizarre things that our government is doing, I think is part of that raising up of a standard. People of good faith, People of integrity, people who just simply want to live their life according to God's word and according to the freedoms that we have in America are being challenged on every front. And I think they are beginning, they're getting angry. I mean, they're pushing over tables and doing all kinds of things that normally they wouldn't do in these school board meetings and so on. I think in the context of that, I'm not suggesting that God is telling us all to get mad and, you know, break things. That's what the other side does. But I believe God is raising up a standard. And there will be a political backlash that these people are not even not even anticipating. I could be wrong, but I just sense that in my heart. Yes, I want that to happen. But beyond what I want, I have a, just a sense, a growing sense, that this, this is God's way of bringing about dramatic change. In America, in our communities, in our families, so on. Well, Vice President Harris has finally given up. She did. She said, okay, I'll go to the border. For 93 days, she's been laughing at people who ask her when she was going to go to the border. She's in charge of the border now, but she doesn't want to be in charge of the border. In fact, she's pushing back dramatically and saying, No, 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 I'm just no, you misunderstood. President Biden didn't assign me to solve the border problem. He assigned me to root out the the, the or to root out the root causes of what's going on at the border. Well, that's not exactly what her boss said. Her boss said she was very capable and blah, 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 and she was going to uh, address these issues and we're going to find resolution. And so I went back and took a look at his words here some many, many days ago now. But there was so much pressure on her that finally she said, okay, all right, I'll go to the border. So she's going to the border uh, tomorrow. After repeatedly laughing her way out of telling a complicit press why she's refused to go to the border, our U.S. southern border. Her boss assigned her to fix it. Politico was the first to report yesterday, and then others are reporting it overnight and this morning, reporting that Vice President will touch down on the border tomorrow. What she sees, if she opens her eyes and the press actually reports on what she sees... (laughs) And if she actually shows up, and I think she will now, it's pretty well set in stone. That'll confirm the reason that she's been avoiding visiting the border. She and the president and the head of Homeland Security, they all know what most of us ordinary people, out, us little people out here know. It's a human tragedy. It's beyond bad. It's beyond a crisis. And it's occurring under the banner of compassion. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. It's, in many cases, what's going on at the border is happening under the banner of christian biblical compassion joe biden attributes it to that what he feels is politically to his advantage but it's heartbreaking we need to be informed so i want to talk to you a little bit about kamala going to the border today and i want to talk to you a little bit about what's happening there it's it's sinful it's disgraceful it is almost barbaric in some ways and certainly certainly not moral or biblical i want to thank you for your support we um each month we have to we do face our budget we have to we write our bills and write our checks and pay our bills and you help us do that we're able to continue this program this program is not like most of the programs you hear on Christian radio and some are saying, yeah, boy, I'm sure glad of that. No, but um, we're a little bit different because we originate live every morning on this program. And then some of you hear it a little bit delayed an hour or two or so, but you hear it the same day. And as I said, many of you hear it live uh, on ACN where we originate each morning. And that creates you know, a little extra work for the people that are on the other side of this microphone, and I appreciate that, and I say thank you as often as I can, and it creates a little more work for us, but I feel that it's what God wants me to do right now, and the response has been significant over the time that we have had this program, and I want to thank all of you who have, some of you from the beginning, stood with us financially. I can't express how deeply I appreciate your support. But I also want to encourage those of you who are listening, who could step up and make a difference. We're just we just meet our budget each month, and we get a little behind sometimes. And I mention it, and people will send a little extra. But I would like to encourage and thank you for that. That I mean that keeps us on the air. But I'd like to encourage those of you who are listening to this and you you see value in what we're doing. Now, if you don't see value, this isn't for you. I mean, I understand, just don't support it. I don't support things I don't think are valuable, and neither should you. But if you see value in what we're doing, and you feel that it is contributing to the work of the Lord and the kingdom of God, and to the things that we are addressing, informing people, because God's people need to be informed, I would just encourage you to perfectly consider becoming part of our support base. We need you. We need you to step up. Some of our donors this past year have passed away. They've gone to be with the Lord. And some of them were making a difference. All of them were, but some more significant than others. We need your help. So pray about it. If the Lord nudges you to do something, please do it. If he doesn't, then don't worry about it. He'll nudge someone else. But thank you for considering that. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. 0009. Politico is generally a kind of a center left-leaning publication, but they were the first to report that Vice President Harris will visit the U.S.-Mexican border this week. It'll be tomorrow. Amid an unrelenting chorus, they said, of criticism from Republicans over her failure to visit there, they failed to mention that there's also a number of Democrats who are quote-unquote suggesting that she get herself down there because her avoidance, is becoming a political problem for them, first and foremost. Although her spokesperson and a spokesperson for Homeland Security refused to comment on it, they finally did yesterday afternoon from the White House, that press secretary. She did confirm that, that they are going. Politico says they'll make a stop in El Paso, Texas tomorrow, where she's expected to be accompanied by Homeland Security security uh, secretary. Alondra Mayorkas, and she will be. Her trip is 93 days, as I said, after President Biden gave her the assignment and countless laughing spasms after being asked when she would go to the border. Now, it wasn't just the Republicans. They have been asking. President, do- President Donald Trump is scheduled to be at the border next week. They are claiming repeatedly that her trip to the border this week has, on Friday has nothing to do with former President Donald Trump coming to the border. Yes, it does, and they know it does. But a number of House Republicans are going to join Trump down on the border. It'll be interesting to see how the press covers that. It'll be a negative coverage. But most polls show that large majorities of the American people prefer Trump's border policies. That includes Democrats to to President Biden's policies. Harris insists every time she's asked about the border that her role in immigration response does not pertain to the border itself, but instead focuses on diplomatic efforts. These are her words: <clears throat> diplomatic efforts aimed at ending root causes of migration from Central America. Even NBC's Lester Holt pressed her about going to the border just a couple of weeks ago. Holt said on NBC, she, he said, "When are you going to go to the border?" She said, we've been to the border. We've been to the border. Holt responded, you haven't been to the border. And she hadn't. She continued to talk about root causes and just avoided, took a kind of a left turn and went off on something else. Here's why she doesn't want to talk about it. And she certainly hasn't wanted to go there. Neither has President Biden. He's cognitive enough to know that he doesn't want any part of that. His policies has created one of the most immoral situations that I've ever seen. British Broadcasting Corporation, BBC, they did an in-depth investigation recently. They're not conservative. They're not as liberal as a lot of our media here, but they're, I don't know, probably like PBS or something here in the United States. But they did an in-depth investigation uh, in Texas, where Harris will be going tomorrow, apparently. And presumably, they say there are alarming conditions under the Biden administration. And these people are not, excuse me, these people are not Fox News or BBC. They're reporting that migrant children are exposed to disease, dangerous food, sexual abuse, all this while peeing in confinement under the supervision of the United States. They use one word to define what's going on down there, and they repeat it in their article. It's a long article. I'm just going to share a little bit of it with you, but I read the whole thing. They use the word heartbreaking again and again and again. This is BBC. Fort Bliss, where Harris is expected to visit, Tomorrow, it's holding about 2,000 teenage children. They've crossed the border uh, illegally. U.S. Customs and Border Protection show that more than 78,000 children have been apprehended this year by the end of May. 78,000 kids. Some of them have been pushed over a wall. They've been dragged through the brush by a coyote after their family is giving these coyotes, these guys that smuggle kids in, To get their kid into America so they can then bring the family in because they know the horrible policies that Biden has put in place. Through interviews, leaked pictures from within the tents where these kids are held, BBC got a clear picture of what's going on. BBC said the Biden administration touts their transparency at the border, but the policies show otherwise. BBC said they were repeatedly denied. This, again, isn't Fox News or Newsmax or some conservative news organization. This is BBC. They were repeatedly denied access to facilities, even to people. In the interviews with staff members that BBC could contact, they learned there is sex abuse, epidemic, COVID-19, lice outbreaks, long waits for medical attention, Children being served undercooked, almost raw meat. Some of the kids became very ill as a result of eating it. And children being sexually abused, some by contracted staff, people that work for a contractor who's contracted to the Biden administration government to run these um, facilities. One 15-year-old kid told BBC, sometimes the chicken had blood on it, but we were so hungry we ate it anyway but we got sick from it, very sick. In addition to hundreds and hundreds of these kids testing positive for COVID, and keep in mind these, I'm talking about the kids that are in these big buildings they've built there, these tent type buildings, but there's thousands of kids that have been bused and flown to cities all over America that are like these kids. And in this case, there's, as I said, there's a couple of thousand teenagers in this one facility, the one that Harris is supposedly going to tomorrow to visit. These, uh, Some of the other kids, thousands of other kids are being flown and dropped into communities, clear up to the Canadian border all across America. And sometimes the local officials don't even know they're coming. They're not even made aware of it. They're, these kids are just dropped off in these cities. It's unbelievable. And many of them, as high as 25% of them have COVID. Well, the president is staggering and stammering around with a microphone saying, we, we've got to conquer this. He's not trying to conquer anything except the freedoms of American people. While he's telling America we've got to conquer this virus, he's dumping 25 ki- kids all over this nation, with 25% of which have COVID-19. This is a horrible, horrible thing that's going on down there. It is despicable what they're doing. Children are need urgent health care. They're not getting it. One kid was coughing up blood and the staff told BBC they couldn't get a medical person to help the child. There was nobody available and nobody would even respond to them. And this kid was coughing up blood. DHS has reported rape, so many that they're now giving all the girls pregnancy tests regularly. The rapes are so rampant. One contractor staff person told BBC, quote, this is a quote in an article published yesterday, the other night another contractor staff was caught in a boy's tent, you know, doing things with him. That's a quote. Another 15-year-old boy said, sometimes at night we, we just cry. And during the worst of times, I was nearly at the point of committing suicide. To our vice president, I hope you can hold the laughing at least Until you leave tomorrow. And I'd like to talk for a few moments to my friends on the so-called Christian left. Is this the biblical compassion that you voted for? I'm a little sick and tired of seeing, yes, some of my friends, some of whom I've known for 40, 50 years. Some that we kind of grew up together in the church in Bellevue and elsewhere. I want to tell you, is this what you're voting for? I see on social media. You are constantly trumpeting how I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Biden. Are you sure you want that to be your legacy in the name of the Lord? You know it isn't. You know that this isn't compassion in your heart. To all of you, those whom I know and those whom I don't know, which are many more, that identify yourself as the Christian left, social justice, BLM, all of that, this isn't godly, this isn't biblical, and this isn't what you have known and believed in the past, and you know it. But you are so intent on voting against Trump that you voted for Biden and Hillary and all the rest of it. This is not a political expression that I'm making. I'm simply laying it out to you that this is not what God wants for his people, and this is not the way that God is directing us. I'm not saying God is directing us to vote for Trump. I'm saying God is is directing us to vote for righteousness. We have a responsibility. And you have breached that responsibility and put these people in office. And you need to think about it. It's both anti-biblical and it's immoral. This did not happen under Trump's administration. It would not have happened under any other, even more sane Democrats. But you elected this man. Seven, eight, nine million of you voted for him. The policies that are fostering this kind of child abuse are not Christian, they're not compassionate, and they're certainly not biblical. The left is using these kids as pawns to achieve open borders to satisfy George Soros, not God, and his ilk. They're bringing in as many illegal aliens as possible because they know they can harvest the ballots from them so they can win the next election. And you're facilitating that. They're also using you as a political pawn to elect them in the name of compassion for the stranger, when in fact they care little for the stranger. Gary, that's harsh. It is harsh, but it's true. Vice President Harris will look at that tomorrow, but the press won't tell you the truth. The left's favorite scripture to support Biden's or the left's position on migrants is is Leviticus chapter 19, verse 33 and 34. There's other verses, but that's that's their motto. That's our John 3:16 to the left. If a stranger sojourn with thee in the land, ye shall not vex him, but the stranger that dwelleth with you shall be unto you as one born among you, and thou shalt love him as thyself, for ye were strangers in a strange land. The left has built an entire movement on this and others supporting, that they say supporting, scriptures. Some are sincere, but... For the most part, they know what they're doing. It's trying to gain political advantage, but they're wrong. The left uses welcome a stranger banner to signal their virtue as they advance their open borders agenda, and they always link their activities to biblical compassion. Jim Wallace is one of the leaders. The Bible clearly defines a stranger as a man of non-Israelite birth, Resident in the promised land with the permission of the Israeli or Israelite authorities or the national laws. So a stranger in Israel was an immigrant who was in the country with permission. Our founding immigration laws were actually based on Judeo-Christian principles. When a stranger is mentioned in the Bible, it always refers to a legal alien, not an illegal one, like Leviticus chapter 19. Borders are very important in the most, ancient, most ancient biblical times. When Moses led the children of Israel out of Egypt, he, he asked permission each time he crossed a border and entered a new land. You can read it. the accounts in the Bible. Like a tourist or a businessman, a foreigner was a person from another land. like a tourist or a businessman who was in the country temporarily but with permission. An alien was a person from another land who planned to take up residence again with the permission of the host country. Remember when Joseph wanted to bring his father and and his brothers down to Egypt during the great famine, he got permission from Pharaoh, even though he held a high position in government because Joseph himself was not a citizen of Egypt. He was a guest, a foreigner, and could not legally bring his family into the land. He recognized that as far back as you can go in biblical history, God's plan is not this plan, and this plan stands in absolute, absolute contradiction to compassion and Scripture. And that's what's happening to our nation. It's nothing less or more than lawlessness resulting in child abuse. Thanks for being with me today. We'll continue our conversation tomorrow.